Welcome to Medicated Babbling with Janet Thomas, the rants, the laughs, and the tiny baby steps that get us through chronic illness. And a quick disclaimer before we get started, I am not a health practitioner of any kind. I'm a person with chronic illness and opinions. So let's get started. So apparently I'm ranting about words again. Or, well, not ranting. I, I'm curious about words again. Last time it was acceptance, this time? Terminology around migraines and migraine disease and what are we calling it now and how the language evolves. Because, yeah, I mean, just in general, language has to adapt. I mean, it shifts and, and changes because we get new technologies or the attitudes in society changes. I mean, there's probably a million reasons. I'm not a linguist. This is not a linguistics podcast, clearly. But like, in theory, that's awesome. The language stays current, stays alive. You know, this is great. But like, in reality, do I get persnickety about some of the changes? Yeah, of course I do. Like I said, whole episode on how I think acceptance is the wrong word. And like, you know, again, technically the right word. But the connotation in my brain is not probably the connotation that they're thinking of. When, when I get persnickety about these things, is it me that's the problem? And no, a problem's sort of a strong word, but it's probably me that's not keeping up with how language is changing and not the other way around. And it's not like I get mad every time language changes. Sometimes I like it. Like with the change of, like with the change of using migraine disease instead of migraines. And, you know, I knew I had a whole graphic about it. And I remember, like, there was a big push for it a while back and everybody was talking about it. Could I find any of these things? No, of course not. Did I save them in a safe place? I thought I did, but either I didn't or it's such a safe place that it was safe for me. I really should know better. Anyway. Oh, yeah. And, and also, have you ever tried, like, honestly, try searching for this. The use of migraine disease instead of migraines. If you start searching for, like, terminology or language... You start getting the, you know, the technical terminology used around migraines, like pre-drome, post-drome, whatever, which is great. That's good information. Or or why, why language gets all jumbled when you have a migraine attack, because yes, it does sometimes for some people. Anyway, that all is very good information, but it was not what I was looking for. I mean, I even resorted to putting a desperate cry out to social media, which in some ways is really what social media is kind of for. But I mean, really, I mean, I don't use social media often enough to be up in anyone's algorithm near the top. Like, I'm at the bottom of people's feeds, I'm sure. So I don't didn't have a huge reach. That didn't get anywhere. I got some lovely support. But uh, yeah, so thank you for that, if you're listening. Yeah, did I find the graphic? No, no, I didn't find the graphic that way either. And of course, while, while I'm trying to search and, and look for it, and I, I like swear that I put it somewhere safe. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a migraine at this point. So uh, not because of it, just just coincidence. So yeah, the brain was not functioning completely at 100% capacity. So that didn't, didn't help either. And um, a few days later, everything calmed down. My brain calmed down. I apparently calmed down. And I found it. And it was in my DMs. My friend DM'd it to me ages ago. So uh, yeah. All this self-inflicted drama, for no reason. Well, I mean, for lots of reasons, but really it was, was not it was not useful. Anyway, this is a long story for no purpose, but I guess it's a podcast. So much self-inflicted drama. Anyway, yeah, I mean, if, if someone could come up with a pill to fix brain fog, that would be nice. And yeah, speaking of words, I know fix is another triggering word, but we're not talking about that today. 
So anyway, yet another reason I was getting pissed off while I was searching, because when I'd click through to like an article that might look promising or maybe it has something in it, some of the ways that they were wording things just got under my skin. And I mean, some of it just might be a bit outdated or a bit clueless. I didn't look at the dates that some of these were pub that these were published. I mean, maybe it was a really old article that was on the web from forever ago. So I should give them some leeway. Leeway. Leeway is the word I'm looking for. But ah, uh, it just for the most part, everyone's okay. But then, like I said, there's some that don't. Like, what causes migraines was one of the headings in an article, and underneath it, they listed the migraine triggers, which drives me bananas. It just feels so victim blamey. Like if you just stayed away from, I don't know, red wine, your life would be just fine. And, and, and this would all go away and everything would be perfect. And it, so it's clearly all your fault for not staying away from red wine or figuring out that's what the trigger is. <laughs> just like, mm. and again, maybe it's me projecting all over it, but like, I mean, it's just not that simple. I, they, no one knows what the cause of migraine disease is. I, it's so far, as far as I know, unless they're holding out on me. Yeah, I mean, it's a neurological condition. It's not going to magically go away. And yeah, like if something like red wine or chocolate or whatever, or any of the triggers, I mean, everybody I know should have migraine disease if that was the case. And like red wine should be banned from the universe. Even if, let's say, you do find some of your major triggers, or even all of your triggers, and you stay away from them, and the number of attacks goes down, maybe even if it goes to zero, like, you still have migraine disease. You still have to worry about it. You still have to do all the preventive things about it. You still could get an attack out of the blue for apparently no reason. Like, it just, it impacts your whole life, whether you're actively having an attack or not. So yeah, so I got pissed off about everything and then I finally found it. And honestly, that was such a nice respite. I mean, these are people that clearly put a lot of thought into things, are figuring things out, are trying to make things better. Like it was just so nice. And I know I've mentioned like one of the big changes is changing, changing the terminology from calling it migraine to migraine disease. And you know what? I honestly didn't have a strong opinion on this one. I didn't care. I mean, it's a bit clunkier to say, there's more letters to type, but it does emphasize that it's an actual disease and it could help with stigma. So sure, I was on board, not a problem. Took a little getting used to, but it was all good. And like I said, this is part of a larger document. I'll link the, put the link to the post in the show notes. These were clearly well thought out ideas and it covers headaches, migraine, and cluster as well. And all of which I'm probably saying wrong. I should probably be saying headache disease, migraine disease, and cluster disease, I believe. I could go look it up, but somehow I'm not going to. Oh, apparently I I'm just a little punchy today. I don't know what's up. Yeah, like I said, there was, there was a lot of interesting things in there. Uh, and like one of them was, I've said I have migraines a million times. But like, why is migraine plural? I never thought about it. But like, you know, you could kind of think maybe, maybe it's because there's like multiple people have like migraine attacks. So there's multiple episodes. But I mean, depression reoccurs over people's lives or it can. And it's not called depressions. I don't know. Like I was just like, I said that would I was just, yeah, no, it's not. Why is it plural? I guess seizures are 
plural. Or I have seizure disease? I don't know. I didn't look into seizures. Maybe maybe the terminology has changed, but either they are seizing, you have seizures. But you don't have depressions. You don't have cancers. And cancer can come back. What else is episodic like that? I don't know. Never thought about it. But I did find it really interesting that they went with uh, person-first language. So a person with migraine disease or a person living with migraine disease. And personally, I am completely fine with first person or first person, person first. I like the reminder that we are people as well as more than our chronic illnesses or disabilities or whatever. But I know this is a hot topic in the broader disability community. And I see things leaning more towards claiming disability as part of one's identity and using identity first language. So a disabled person versus a person with a disability. That would make me using identity first a migraine disease person. And that does not sound right to me. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I guess, I guess part of it, I mean, migraine disease is a, a fact about me, not my identity. But I mean, I mean, it's shaped my life and shaped me a lot. So I don't know, maybe I should have it as part of my identity. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, migraine disease person just, just, just sounds wrong. Okay, what if we use autism? A person with autism or an autistic person? Yeah, both of those sound right to me. I just use whichever one they wanted me to use. There's been a little bit of a pause because I've been sitting here putting different things into identity first versus person first. And some sound right either way and some sound right one way or the other. Like, yeah, like a... A deaf person sounds right to me. Identity first. If you put person first, it just doesn't sound right. A person with deafness? A person who is deaf? You, that just sounds so wrong. I can't even figure out how to word it. Yeah, and my brain is like putting different things in identity first and person first. And some, like it just, I can't figure out why some work one way and not the other. Again, I could argue like that I don't want migraines to define me, so I don't want to use identity first. But I mean, maybe it's just because I have further to go down with that ex- whole acceptance journey thing. I mean, see the last podcast, clearly I have issues. So maybe uh, maybe later on I will have it as... I, I don't know. That would explain like my personal opinion on the phrasing around migraine disease. I'm not deaf, but clearly one sounds better to me than the other. And so I have an opinion on that. And like I said, I'm not deaf. So I, where did that come from? Okay, I have, I'm not going to figure this out on, on this podcast episode as to why some of these sound good one way or the other or either way. I don't I don't know. I don't know. And, and I really hope I didn't offend anyone. That is definitely not my intention. And like I said, because I, I know this is a, a very contentious issue, the identity first versus person first. I've seen it cause a lot of drama and there's a lot of strong opinions and I I like opinions. But I guess on this one, me personally, I don't have a strong one. I mean, some sound right to me or not. If someone called me a 
migraine disease person, eh, it, it doesn't sound right to me, but I, I wouldn't be mad at it. And like thinking about identity first and person first in general, like, I think I can see the merits to both sides. I mean, I don't know, it's like anything. You can use things for good or for evil, and so you can group people together so it's easier to other them and stigmatize them and dismiss them, which is what I think first person, person first. Why do I keep calling it first person? But that's what I think person first language is trying to combat. But there is also strength in being in, being in a group, being part of a group, and being part of a group that's loud and proud and... Yeah, like that, there's strength in that. So I guess that's where identity first is coming from. So to me, both, both, are, both are useful, both are good. Not, neither one feels completely right or completely wrong to me, I guess. Specific examples notwithstanding. But like as a general concept, I'm cool with both. I don't know, maybe it should be like pronouns. We use whatever a person wants us to use. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting this all wrong. I don't know. Am I getting this all wrong? Am I missing something? Okay, I was I was not planning on going into a tiny dive into person first versus identity first. I actually have that on a list for a future uh, podcast episode, but I I guess I guess I did it now. Uh, and like I said, there's there's a whole bunch of other wording changes that I thought was were really interesting, and the logic behind them was really interesting. But but I but I think I'm done now. I think it's time to wrap this up. So yeah, let's move on to a dash of happy. And I'm excited about this one because I did a thing. I started streaming. And of course, now the question is, is am I a streamer or a person who streams? Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I couldn't resist doing identity versus person first language one more time. I, I've been watching some streams every once in a while and I really liked the maker crafty community on Twitch and then I decided to make another uh, crochet blanket and this blanket will be made out of a million hexagons and so I thought I'd stream it I don't know seemed seemed logical at the time so this is this is what we're doing at least for now we'll see what happens uh yeah one of my friends put it as uh it was strangely relaxing to watch which I'll take as a compliment because that's sort of what I think of when I think of streams. A lot of them, yeah, it's just strangely relaxing. People are chatting. There might be some music. I'm still working on the music part, but there might be some music and you're watching people make things or draw things. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of ASMR-y. Is that a word? ASMR-y? ASMR-like? Anyway, but then, yeah, if you watch somebody a few times, you start to get to know them and maybe some of the other people that are in chat. And it, it really it really does start to feel like a community. So, yeah, I thought I'd join in the fun. I have a bananas project. And yeah, after all of this, I guess I should tell you what my name is on Twitch. <laughs> Look at me doing self-promotion. The link will be in the show notes too, but I'm doing it under JT Art and Stuff, which is like my personal Instagram. So that way it's consistent and it's lots of fun for people to try to read it. The most popular, which I'm not surprised because I saw this when I created the term was J Tart and stuff. And it makes me giggle that Tart is in there for some reason. So um, yeah, but uh, that's the usually it's either people get it JT Art and stuff or it's J Tart. But one, one person in chat did come up with J 
tartan D stuff. And I think that needs to be like a little superhero character. Like I'm picturing a little teddy bear with a little cape. Hey, look, it's Jay Tartan D stuff. Anyway, sorry. Um, I'm clearly, did I mention I was loopy? Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's this month's Dash of Happy. I'm streaming. Mostly crochet. Occasionally, apparently, Sims, because I figured out how to do that. So come join me. As always, with migraines, schedules are tricky, because I never know when I'm going to have a migraine or not. But right now, it seems to be settling out as Monday through Thursday, around 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time right now. May change, may stay the same, who knows. But drop by. If you're on Twitch, drop by. If I'm streaming, yay. If not, uh, well, hopefully I'm busy, but I probably have a migraine. So yeah, drop by another day. Just like the stream, the podcast also doesn't really have a schedule. So please subscribe to the uh, podcast on whatever podcast app you're on. Because uh, yeah, I don't know when this is coming out either. It usually comes out around the end of the month. Do the whole rate and review because there's algorithms. There's social media. You can find the podcast-related things under Medicated Babbling or mbabbling on Twitter. For any for personal stuff, my Instagram and now my Twitch, it's JT Art and Stuff. Um, ba 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 ba. And yeah, so yeah, so thanks to Fresh Kills for the intro and outro music, and to anyone who's still listening to me babble, thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't forget you matter, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. And honestly, that was such a nice respite. Respite? Respite? Respite. Blah, 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 blah.